are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Thanks for making Locked On Flames your first listen of your day. What happened at training camp last week as the week progressed? How did the preseason start? And of course, your mailbag questions answered. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. And don't forget to subscribe and make sure you're following Locked on Flames on your favorite podcast platform so you make sure to make us your first listen of every single day. So, (laughs) last night, the Oilers um, stomped on the Flames. (laughs) I originally thought the final score was 2-0 because that's when I went to bed. And uh, I looked this morning and it was 4-0. So, you know, nothing's really changed since, I mean, it's the preseason. Obviously, don't look too much into this, but, you know, (laughs) flames, good old flames. But I was surprised to see Lucic out there for the first preseason game, and I think he was kind of surprised to see himself out there. He looked less than pleased to be out there. Um, Grubertson needs to go. I don't even want to talk about it. It was a disaster. Um, Much like the Brett Ritchie experiment, should be one and done. Um, You know, we'll we'll dive into it more after tonight's game, but I really just, oh my God, it was bad. It was like a train wreck, and I just wanted to look away, but... On the bright side, uh, Nikita Zadorov had some big hits. He was throwing some big ol' hits out there, and uh, he also was taking penalties. Are we surprised? And again, I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but it was the first preseason game. You absolutely cannot read too much into this, into really anything that the teams are doing at the moment. It's just, it's an experiment, and a lot of this is shaking that rust off, getting the chip off your shoulder, and of course, seeing where those free agent signings slot in, and the Flames, (laughs) they did have uh, quite a few free agent signings, again, nothing that truly moved the needle, but the Flames need to figure out where these players are going to go, and I could go on and on about how the defense looked last night. Flames fans kind of laughed at Edmonton for their defensive signings, but to be quite honest, the defense that was out there last night is going to get eaten alive by every other (laughs) team out there, and they need to figure something out because, again, I know it was only the first preseason game, But if that is just kind of how things are starting, I don't want any part of it. And again, it's just something that I would consider on a very short leash if I were any of those defensemen, really. Also, I forgot to turn my air conditioner off, so if you hear that turned on, I apologize. Uh, Quite honestly, I forgot it was on. But I am very 
impressed with Vladar. I don't think that there was much to really critique him on other than, you know, obviously like the basics, <laughs> but he, he looked great and I am really excited for him to be backing up Markstrom. I think that this is a healthy tandem and Vladar had a lot of time in the AHL and the minors to kind of gain that confidence under his belt. And there were some saves that he had last night that really uh, solidified him as just this uh, elite is not the word I'm looking for, but this um, promising goaltender. And I think that it's something that Flames fans should look forward to in regards to having a, a healthy backup and finally having a tandem that can work cohesively because we've seen Markstrom and how he might need days off. And, you know, he was probably, I think last year he was hesitant to take time off because the Flames didn't have a real backup. But with Vladar, there is a real backup. There is a legitimate goaltender there now. And it, it'll be cool to see him learn from Marky and just to kind of have a little bit sense of security in the net. I don't really think that it's going to be, you know, an every other night sort of situation. I definitely think that there is more of a reliance on Marky. That's just how I, I just think that makes sense. Makes a lot more sense. And Vladar is going to get his reps in on those nights off. And, you know, probably, <laughs> probably those nights against Buffalo or, uh, the Ducks, you know, those mid-season games where <laughs> you don't need your ace starting. You don't need to have him putting mileage on him himself to really, you know, you want him to hold out towards the end of the season. You want him to be prepared. And I think that it's a great time for Vladar to get those reps in because uh, he is not starting tonight in Abert Abertsford don't know why that was so hard for me to say it'll be Werner so we'll again see a little bit of uh, variety there and it's it's good again everybody deserves to get their reps in we'll see what we're working with see what we're dealing with and as the season does approach and we get closer and closer it's 19 days away right now we'll probably have a better idea of the lineup and just how exactly it will work and how cohesive it will be. But coming up next, we are going to talk more about camp and some more fun stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, the downside of hockey, which is the injuries. But first, let me tell you about direct TV stream. Uh, you guys know that I am guilty of having a tablet going with one show my phone going with another computer has something else on and the tv with another and <laughs> direct tv has a solution it is direct tv stream and you can watch all of your favorite programs in one place you don't need to worry about uh, someone changing passwords not having uh, a login anymore you don't have to worry about finding the second remote to the other television in the cable box. It is just all in one place. So head on over to directtv.com today 
To find out more, all you need is a compatible device and there is no contract, which I think is fantastic. So head on over to directtv.com today. Hey guys, it's Jess popping in here just to remind you that Locked on Flames is here for you every day, but I am here for you around the clock on Twitter, so follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Last week, we talked about how Connor Zari was day-to-day, and it was after he blocked a shot in one of the final rookie games, and uh, it was a little um, promising when we heard it was just when he was listed as day-to-day. But then they did further imaging, and it showed that he actually has a fracture in his foot or ankle, so he's actually listed as week-to-week. And (laughs) obviously, that stinks, but if you're going to have a fracture now, especially one that, I guess, is small, because it wasn't seen initially on imaging, I'm going to assume it was like a hairline fracture, or probably maybe something like it wasn't I don't know if there's like a grading system for fractures I've never broken a bone knock on wood but um I'm sure that it wasn't as severe as someone who needed surgery to repair uh so if that's gonna happen you'd rather it happen now than in the season when they are used to having him part of the lineup they're used to having him there and you know it's kind of easy to fiddle around and see where he would fit and the team won't be in a groove with him gone you know what I mean so it's definitely unfortunate don't get me wrong but if you're going to have a fracture (laughs) one that'll keep you out just a couple of weeks uh I think now is the time to have it you're not you're, you're missing out on training camp, but at the end of the day, you know, it's better than it happening midseason or towards the end of the season or during the playoffs when you're missing, like, the end of things. <laughs> um, also, speaking of injuries, Tyler uh, Pitlick left the game last night with a lower body lower body injury, and he did not return. I would say that this is precautionary. Uh, because it's currently 3.09 p.m., and we haven't had an update. Uh, I mean, I I would just assume that it was precautionary. No one has expanded on it, and it doesn't appear that there are any kind of speculations going around from the media about it. So, you know, again, preseason game, first preseason game, doesn't need to be out there risking it, and... It's it's whatever. <laughs> not whatever. Obviously, I hope he's okay. But, you know, it's not the end of the world if he, you know, has a sore hamstring or a sore ankle or something and all the tests come back clear. However, the Flames are in Abbotsford tonight and they will be playing the Vancouver Canucks. And it looks like there was the goalie swap. Um, originally, it was said that the Flames would be starting uh, Vladar, but now it's going to be Werner. And um, so let's see. Here's the lineup. Brett Ritchie, Dubé, Byron Froze, Froze, I can't, oh my God, my my brain, Matthew Phillips, 
uh, Glenn Godden, Luke Phillip, uh, Jacob Pelletier, uh, Andrew Mangiapane. So, you know, it, that's not all of them, obviously, but just some names there. Connor Mackey, Valamackey, Michael Stone, Colton Pullman, uh, Nick DeSimone, and Oliver Shillington will be your defenseman. And so it doesn't look like it's preseason. Everyone's getting their reps in. Everyone is going to be feeling things out. And that's really what this is. For some players, this is a legitimate tryout to see where they will fit in the lineup and if they are going to spend the season with the Flames or with the Stockton Heat. But it really makes you wonder how this team will look towards the end. And as camp rolls on and preseason rolls on, obviously I will... I will have that covered for you. <laughs> I will be predicting some lineups and things like that. But before we jump into our final questions, uh, our final segment rather, I have the wonderful mailbag questions that y'all sent over. And I'm so happy <laughs> to finally have like a legitimate um, mailbag because. That doesn't typically happen when you are a solo host, and I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled, okay? But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar has been an absolute lifesaver for me this semester, and let me tell you why. They are a protein bar that is covered in chocolate that tastes like a candy bar. It has all of the nutritional value of a healthy snack with the high protein, the high fiber, low calories, low sugars, low carbs. Like it is it is there for you. I mean it. <laughs> and I think one of the best things about it is that they just came out with a new flavor, cookie dough cr- cookie dough chunk and it just it tastes like I'm eating a stick of cookie dough. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but that is that's one of like my guilty pleasures in life. So head on over to built.com today and use promo code locked 15 for 15% off of your built bar order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off of your next order. Hey guys, it's Jess. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform where I am there for you five days a week. Mailbag. I feel like I should be playing, like, the Blue's Clues. Here's the mail that never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. Um, yeah, holy smokes, if you don't know who that is, I Blue's Clues. Gosh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's see. So the first question comes from Jessica Lindsay. Not a question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on traditional defense opposed to offensive defense. So this is the thing. I think that an offensive defense is fun to watch. I really do. I think that it brings people's attention because you're not used to the blue liners in that traditional sense of just playing defense. You're not used to them bringing the puck up towards the net. You're used to them defending the net. But <laughs> I think it's super awesome. I I like both styles, really. I don't think that I have a preference. Um, I definitely 
think it's unfair to <laughs> evaluate defensemen on their like skills with offensive metrics. I don't think that that's remotely close <laughs> to fair or anything because like there's a difference between a two-way forward <laughs> and then just like an offensive defenseman. So not everybody is going to play a 200-foot game and I that I think that that's fine. But I wish <laughs> that the Flames had a more offensive defense. Uh, I really wish that they had a defense in general, to be honest. And, oh, JJ from the Barn Burner podcast asked if, okay, go-to topping for French fries, ketchup or gravy? Okay, so I would say ketchup out of convenience, but if, like, there's gravy ready... I will absolutely heat up and make some homemade poutine. I would die for poutine. <laughs> um, I just, I really am a sucker. Oh, now I really want that. It's cold, it's rainy, it's gross out. That sounds like a perfect like, comfort snack. Darn it. <laughs> Nate Thompson, Nate Thomas, sorry, says, who do you want to be captain and who do you think it will actually be? whether this year or next. I've kind of changed my mind on this a few times. I've definitely said Kachuk plenty of times. I, I have. I do think Kachuk would make a good captain. Um, but I also feel like deep down, there's a potential rift in the locker room because of his antics. Now, do I think that that's entirely true? No. Do I think it's entirely false? Also, no. But I think Kachuk would make a great captain. I think that he is the heartbeat of the team, and that is something that uh, you know Kevin Adams really, really wants for a team and believes in the captain should be. Uh, <laughs> so again, I just really think that it it could be Kachuk, or I really like Chris Tanev. I, I do. I think that he has kind of been like a dark horse in this race for a lot of people especially last year when we started talking about it mainly because we didn't know how that was gonna go but I think either of those options are really good Justin from Sea of Red Central asks a uh, very important question Justin. in your opinion is it a good idea to reunite Johnny and Monty oh I have so many thoughts on that because I do think that they're they're good I do I think that they're good together, but I think if you want to get the most out of your offense, you need to have Johnny on that first line with Lindholm and Kachuk. Monahan, until Monahan is fully healthy and ready to go and can not hold Gaudreau back, they need to be separated. They need to. It's the only only thing that is acceptable in my humble opinion. Uh, Nick Lanciani, who is a uh, guest of this show, frequent guest, says, long-time listener, first-time caller, should the Flames bring back the 2011 Heritage Classic look as a third or even... No. Uh, I'm not even going to finish the question. The, the answer is absolutely no. Those are hideous. I don't really know what to describe them as other than ugly, <laughs> and I, I feel like it, it takes a lot for me to consider 
like a jersey to be completely written off but if these never saw the light of day again I don't think I would complain but that's just me and Noah Adler also agrees he says no in all caps uh, for a third jersey I would love for them to bring back the script I would love for them to do anything but that jersey <laughs> but yeah so thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode i'm here for you five days a week you know we got it uh i'll be back on youtube as soon as possible my life is just in shambles with me moving and you don't want to see this messy background we have going on here so thank you all so much for tuning in and i will chat with you all tomorrow Bye bye <laughs>